Amen. Again, it's good to have everybody tonight. We're thankful for you that are here, that are able to be here. Amen. That have uh, come to be in this one revival. Amen. Tonight it is a blessing to have with us. Amen. Evangelist John Carter. He is certainly no stranger here. I was trying to think. I think this is the third year. Is this the third or fourth? I think it's a, it's at least the third, if not going into the fourth. I, I don't know, but uh, he quickly became a man, just part of our family, and he is uh, one of Jude Tabernacle's favorite evangelists that uh, we have come. And so we are, are privileged and blessed if you've never uh, been able to sit under his uh, amen, the gifting that God has given him. I know you'll be blessed tonight. Amen. It's good to have him with us. Amen. And also, Brother Lee, his uh, chauffeur, chauffeur. Amen. Praise God. And uh, we're thankful. Uh, amen for them. But I want you, if you're ready for the word tonight, amen, let him know that you're glad he's here. But on top of that, let Jesus know, amen, that you're thankful he's here. Amen. Welcome him tonight as he comes. Amen. To minister the word. Worship with him. Lord, 
I had been snowbound all last week in eastern Kentucky. It was snow. It was ice. It's just been crazy, crazy weather. But I could not wait to get here tonight. The, the fatigue, all of that stuff, five-hour drive, it did not matter. When we pulled in a hotel, I couldn't get my church does on fast enough <laughs> to get here with you guys. And the thing that we face, and I love that you are willing to have revival because every pastor that calls me, and uh, I'm jumping in. I got a text. It's number 13 if you want to go there. But every year, the thing that I run into uh, seems like more than anything else, pastors call me, but they want to book me for the spring because they want to get the weather out of the way. Because one of the biggest hurdles, not only to revival, not only to churches, not only to pastors, but to all of us, is the weather. Weather affects everything. It affects the electric bill. I just got the text from mine yesterday, $498. I mean over double what it was last month. It affects the power. It affects the electric. It affects travel, the ability to get to work, the ability to get to school, not to mention the ability to get to church. And every time we book something or even Sunday, even Wednesday night, all through the winter, it's always got the disclaimer, weather permitting. That's always looming over everything that we have planned and everything that we do this time of year. And to that end, I'm in Numbers. Chapter number 13, I invite you to stand with me all over the building in reverence to the reading of the Lord's Word. Numbers 13, verse number 17. When you're there, shout amen. Amen. And the word of the Lord reads on this wise. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan. And said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go up to the mountain and see the land. Somebody shout, see the land. See the land. I'm going to give you a preview of what you've been waiting 40 years for. 400 years of Egyptian bondage was promised all the way back to Abraham. I'm going to give you a taste, a sample, a preview that is supposed to elicit excitement. It's supposed to motivate you. Supposed to lift your spirit and give you a taste and let you know we are so close. See the land. What it is. And the people that dwell therein. Whether they be strong or weak. Few or many. And what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad. And what cities they be that dwell therein, whether in tents or in strongholds. And what the land is, whether it be. Y'all see a word keep popping up here. Whether it be fat or lean. Whether there be wood therein or not. And be ye of good courage. And bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. Now just skip down. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But I want you to notice in verse 32. And they brought up an evil report of the land. Which they had searched under the children of Israel. I'll stop right there. But my message tonight is simply don't listen to the weather report. 
don't listen to the weather report. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to give me the kind of anointing that makes preaching effective. Let your word go forth in power and in demonstration. Increase our faith. Move all doubt, all hindrance out of our lives. And Lord, I rebuke every weatherman, every weather report that tries to get us caught betwixt the weathers of our life and help us to understand if God be for us, who can be against us? Save somebody, heal somebody, deliver somebody, and I forever give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord our God. Just high five somebody. Tell them don't listen to the weather report. Little somebody else say, tune out the weather man. Come on. Tune out the weather man. Don't listen to the weather reports. Because the weather reports dictates much of our lives in the months of January and February, I remember a snow that hit in March that was at least two feet. Weeks we were out of school. Last week, churches were canceled, parking lots filled with ice. I know y'all are tougher up here. You Buckeyes, you're not afraid of the weather, but down in Kentucky, I mean, even the whisper of snow, all of the bread, all of the milk is flying off the shelves, and I mean, folks shutting down, cranking up the heat, uh, uh, canceling everything, and, and we were snowbound, could not move. For days, it postpones, it stops everything in its tracks. In a rocket launch, much is determined by the weather. Not just the storm, not just snow, not just rain, but even if the wind is not right. Brother Matthew, they have to what they call scrub the launch. Because the wind in the atmosphere can throw everything off for a rocket to go into space. And the Lord sent me on this Wednesday night in the third week of January in 2024 that this is going to be a launch year for Judah Tabernacle. This is going to be a launch year for some of you, but the enemy is trying to use some weather to scrub your launch but you gotta make up in your mind I'm not gonna let the weather dictate everything in my life and I know y'all sitting there quiet and you say I, 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 we had revival this week and y'all brought a meteorologist in here to preach to us I'm not talking about W-E-A-T-H-E-R I'm talking about what Moses said in the text when he said go and see the land what it is whether it be good or bad whether they be many or few whether it be lean or fat because you see it's not just the atmospheric conditions but there is a lot of weathers that can paralyze that can cancel that can postpone that can scrub your launch the 
And they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Everybody above 20 years old had to die off. It wasn't just postponed for a few days. It wasn't just postponed for a few weeks. But 40 years they were canceled, postponed because of the weather. W-H-E-T-H-E-R. Weather. Webster defines weather as a conjunction that reports conditions and expresses, this is the part got me, expresses doubts. What is doubts? In fact, Doubt is the only word that I know of in the English language that's got a silent B. I've heard a silent other way, but when you get a silent B, because doubt will silence everything God's called you to be. Oh, come on, somebody. Where's that silent B come? Because the original word in the Latin is dubitare. And somehow... They kept the bee in honor of the word dubitare. And it's also where we get another word. In fact, it's the only word in the English language besides doubt that begins with D-O-U-B. Two words in the English language that begin with the four letters D-O-U-B. Does anybody know what that other word is? Double. Double or doubt. You got a choice. And you gonna hang on to your doubt or you gonna get double. Like Job got. You gonna get double for your trouble. Oh, come on, somebody. But you see, why is doubt and double almost the same word? Because they are kin, they are cousins. Because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. What doubt is, it's double mind. It's double. It is. You're going to be, you got two reports. You got a good report and an evil report. Which report? Whose report are you going to believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. And what the enemy wants to do when there is an event in your life, when there is a promise, when there is a launch, when God is getting ready to pull you into something, they had come out of Egypt. They had crossed the Red Sea. They had witnessed miracles. They had come through Oh, but if the enemy cannot stop you from coming out of Egypt, out of the world, he wants to stop you from stepping into all that God has for you. Your ministry, your calling, your fullness, your abundance. It's not enough for you to just come out. The Christian experience is not just limited to what you come out of. God said, I I've got grapes the size of watermelons. I've got glory beyond anything you've ever imagined. That I want to bring you in. I brought you out of something. You better believe that I'm going to bring you into something. 
That's why the enemy has got a weatherman. Come on. Uh, in fact, I say your enemy is a weatherman. He will always come to you talking about the weathers. Whether you're strong enough. Whether you're smart enough. Whether you got enough money. Whether you got enough support. Even tonight, he got you looking around. Wondering whether uh, we close enough. Uh, we got enough people. Some of you that got filled with the Holy Ghost last night. Uh, he's trying to question uh, whether you got what you needed. Uh, whether you got enough. Oh, come on, somebody. Uh, somebody in here. Uh, he's trying to get you uh, to debate whether you're saved or not. Uh, somebody in here. Uh, God healed your body this week. Uh, and the weatherman showed up. Uh, trying uh, to ask you whether uh, or not you really got here. Oh, come on. Whether or not you got what it takes, whether or not you're enough to do all that God has called you to be, I dare you to half five somebody tell them, don't listen to the weatherman. Oh, I said, don't listen to the weatherman. Oh, because I, I, I was watching the weather last week. You know, you know you do. Before I came to Columbus, Ohio, I asked Alexa. <laughs> Y'all know Alexa, that, that little woman in the Echo Dot from Amazon. Yeah. I asked Alexa, I said, What's the weather? <laughs> yeah. Oh, rain. Cold. I dress, you, you dress, come on. Dictated by what the weather report is. What the weatherman says. And y'all hearing me saying weather. Now you got to insert in there. I'm talking about W-E-A. I'm talking about W-H-E weather. Come on. You dictated by the weather. You dressed by the weather. And the problem is, too often we listen uh, to the wrong weatherman. I said we listen to the wrong uh, weatherman. We listen uh, to the wrong weather report. Uh, because if you was listening to the right one, uh, you'd be dressed up with a helmet of salvation, uh, with a breastplate of righteousness, uh, with your feet shod with the gospel of peace. Come on, somebody. Uh, oh, with a shield of faith and the sword of the spirit and the bell of truth. Uh, and you would say we are well able uh, to overcome uh, whatever wow, uh, whatever giant, whatever weather is standing in our path, cause greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Come on, I wish somebody here that's going to stand on the report that Jesus Christ is the Lord, that revival is here, that I am saved, I am blessed, I am healed, Like your pastor, man. 
Like my mama used to say, Philadelphia lawyer. I don't know what the difference in the lawyers in Philadelphia is. The man must dress nice up there. I don't know. Legos, Pennsylvania. Maybe we can talk that over tonight. I'm not sure. But I mean, these guys dress to the nines, tens, if that's possible. You know why? Because when the bad weather's coming, when the snow's coming, when the ice is coming, they know everybody's going to be looking at them. Yeah. They know everybody's going to be watching them. That's what the enemy does. He will dress up the bad conditions of your life when trouble comes, when problems come. He'll dress them up as fancy as he can to intimidate you, to get you to just bundle up and crawl in the corner and brace for the worst instead of launching out into what God has destined for your life. But it's time for you to turn off the weather, man. It's time to stop listening to the weather report that says I'm not good enough.
the only weather that matters is whether or not the Lord is on your side. And that book says he is. Woo! Whether or not his blood is on your soul. And if it is, I dare you to give him a shout of praise. Come on. One of my favorite verses in Numbers 13. All the preachers will skip to the giants and the grasshoppers. We're going to get there in a few minutes. Woo. But when he sends the men out to spy the land, footnote, let me say this. The weatherman is not always the enemy. Sometimes you have weathermen in your own camp. Sometimes you have weather men, weather women in your own family. There were 12 spies that were sent. Joshua and Caleb brought back the good report. Ten others brought back the evil report. How many heard of Joshua? How many heard of Caleb? Anybody besides Pastor and, and Matthew, because they're Bible scholars, I know they know. But anybody else know any of the names of the other ten? Because nobody ever remembers the weathermen. Come on, somebody. Nobody ever remembers the can'ts. We can't do it. You can't have it. Nobody remembers the ones that bring the evil report. All they remember is the good report. And if you were Joshua, if you were Caleb, 10 to 1. Joshua and Caleb only had one guy with them. 10 to 1. 10 said we can't do it. 10 said, this is what gets me about the whole thing. Moses told the 12 spies Go and see whether the land be big or small, fat or lean. He told them to go size up the land, not themselves. Come on. He told them to go and bring a report on the land. But they come in there bring a report on themselves. That's what the enemy does. Instead of looking at all that God's got, he said, see the land. They're coming in with a cluster of grapes so big, two men had to carry it on a pole. After all these years, they should have been excited. They should have been thrilled. But they're looking at the walls and notice when they got back, just like the weather, when they're given two inches by the time it gets to you, they at the grocery store talk about two feet. Come on. And that's how the enemy works in your weathers. The walls just get bigger, get thicker. Come on, the giants get bigger. Watch this. In the last verse, they said, we were in our own eyes. See, preachers preaching wrong. They didn't say we were in 
The giant's eyes is grasshoppers. That's what you're talking about. Look at grasshoppers coming in here. No, the Bible said the people in Canaan were shaking in their boots. They heard about the Red Sea party. They heard about the plagues. They had heard about how God, in fact, Rahab told the spies in Jericho, we've heard how y'all are like hornets. Oh, come on. Come on. They were scared to death of them little dudes. But then they saw how they were like grasshoppers. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their side. You know what jumped off the page of me the other night when God was giving me this message for this service tonight? We were not, let's say in my side, in our side. They didn't even see themselves as grasshoppers. They was looking around seeing each other. Come on. They were seeing each other. The main guy, the big ringleader, he was a guy named Shua. I like his name was Shua because you got to put the weathermen under your feet. He was Shua. Because you got to shoe all the ones that's talking about whether or not you're able, whether or not you can, whether or not you're strong enough, whether or not you're big enough, whether or not you're smart enough, whether or not you've got enough money. Oh, come on, somebody. you got to look around uh, and see uh, not only is it up to me, uh, but i got some brothers. I've got Jeff Leslie. I've got Matthew Leslie. We are well Caleb said to overcome them and do all that God has promised that we would be able to fulfill. I wish somebody in here that believes there's some people in Judah Tabernacle that's not grasshoppers, but we are lions and we are rising up to roar in this year and possess all that God has
Moses said, when you go in, you're going to meet some weathers. Not weather, but weathers. You're going to meet some weathers, O'Shea. But as you go in, you ain't O'Shea anymore. I'm changing your name to Yeshua. Joshua. Because you're taking Jesus with you. Come on. My God. O'Shea means to save. But Joshua, Yeshua, Jesus means it is the Lord who saves. He said, I'm putting his name on you. And it don't matter whether you're big enough, whether you're strong enough, whether you've got enough people, whether you've been through this or you've been through that, greater is he that is in you. Come on. 
your weathers? Or are you going to do what David said? Oh, magnify yes. the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name yes. together. But wait a minute. How do I magnify the Lord? How do I make the omnipotent God any bigger than he already is? Uh. Ain't nothing I can do that can make him bigger. Come on, when I magnify him, I'm not making him bigger. What does the magnifying glass do? Whatever you put it on, if I put it on Matthew's eye, I'm not making his eye bigger. I'm bringing his eye Closer. Yeah. Come on. Come on. You've been too close to the weathers. You've been too close to the walls. You've been too close to the sickness. You've been too close to the attack. You've been too close to social media. You've been too close to the news. Come on, somebody. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Oh. You've been watching CNN and ABC. And NBC and all the wannabes. It's time to magnify the Lord. It's in this season, in this month of January. If you're ready to bust down every door in 2024, it's time to draw near under He. He said, You draw nigh under me, and I'll draw nigh under you. I wish somebody in here, I'm almost done preaching.
But the only one that matters to me is whether I live, I'm going to live for the Lord. Whether I die, I'm going to die unto the Lord. Therefore, whether I live or whether I die, I am the Lord's. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. You can't lose with the stuff that I use. Come on, somebody. It's time to believe the report of the Lord. I'm closing Elisha came and delivered the word to Samaria that had been besieged by the Syrians for so long they because this way they've been snowed in. Oh. The weather report had had quarantined them to their house. <laughs> to the city and they eating donkey head and doves dung. Come on. Sound nasty, don't it? Well, head don't sound good because what? It ain't got no meat on it, right? <laughs> we got a lot of talking heads in the world and even in the kingdom today that ain't got no meat on it. Come on. And why doves dung? I know, I know doves are pretty, but dung's dung. Right, come on. I don't care if it's dog dung or doves dung. I don't think there's any cleaner, anything cleaner about doves dung. Come on, but the dove is what? The Holy Spirit. Hey, some people living on the remains of a... Oh, come on. Can I say it this way? Past moves of the dove. Come on. Come on. They stuck in there. And they're living on talking heads. Come on. They're living on past moves of the dove. And the prophet says, tomorrow said wheat is going to be for a shekel. Two measures of barley for a shekel. And then the weatherman showed up. Said even if the wind is at heaven open, it ain't going to happen. Even if God opened the windows of heaven, you ain't got enough. You can't do it. And the prophet Elisha said, you are going to see it with your eyes, but you're not going to taste it. And while this is all going on in the king's palace, down at the gate, there's four lepers sitting there, fingers and toes falling off, starving to death, and all of a sudden, they catch the aroma of some, some turkey and chicken, bacon rotisserie on the fire down at the Syrian. They, get, they catch a whiff of some stuff cooking on the fire down at the enemy's camp. And finally, one leper, Lee can't take it no more. And he looks and says, I got a weather report of my own. Whether we live or whether we die. I'm going to try to get a taste of it. Why sit we here? I love this guy's seductive reason. If we sit here, we got a 100% chance we're going to die. Yes, yes. Come on. Now, I know they're probably going to kill us when they see 
us old bums, us old beggars, old sickly guys strolling into the camp. 99%, but like Harry in Dumb and Dumber, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> I know it's 99% chance they're going to kill us, but even if they stab us, cut our head off, it's better than storming to death here. Come on. I smell turkey. I smell chicken. I smell steak. I'd rather move in the direction of what I smell than sit here and die. Come on, boys. We're going to take a stroll, and we're going. And when they stepped out in the midst of the wilderness, come on, somebody. When they stepped out in the midst of old feeble, broke-down lepers, God took a microphone and put it on them old toeless feet of them lepers. And their footsteps sounded like King Kong. I don't know why 
God's not healed me. You've been listening to the weather report. Come on. I don't know why my ministry's not took off. You've been listening to the weather report. Come on. Was this word for anybody? I go five hours to announce. Can I prophesy to Judah Tabernacle? Oh, God has made some promises. You have launched out and started a work, and the enemy keeps bringing the weathers, whether this, whether that, whether I can, whether I can't. But God told me to tell somebody if you'll turn off the weather report and say it don't matter whether the report says this or that, whether I've got this or that, whether the bank account has this or that, I know what God has said. I am saved. I am healed. I am delivered. I am blessed in the city, in the field. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. Somebody in here that's ready to put the weather report under your feet with the name of Jesus on your lips. You're ready to stop being an O'Shea and be a Joshua and wherever the soul on your feet try belongs to you. Stand on your feet. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice and give him a shout. Hallelujah. That devil 
that weatherman will get on your shoulder and say, well, I don't know if you, I don't know whether you got the Holy Ghost last night. Oh, come on. How do you know whether or not you're really saved? In these cold months, sometimes when the calls ain't coming in, Matthew, I sit there at the house on those snowy days and that weatherman climbs up on my shoulder and says, ain't nobody calling. How do you know whether he called you? Oh. Come on. Come on. Some of you got some weathers in your life that the enemy has got you betwixt and between and it's time for you to put the withers under your feet and step out of that seat and say, I'm leaving healed tonight. I'm leaving delivered from this stronghold tonight. Hallelujah. Reach over and grab somebody's hand right now and look over at him and tell him, you're not a grasshopper. We are champions. We are lions of Judah Tabernacle. And we have come to roar. We have come to go in the enemy's camp and take back everything that he stole. Oh, I didn't even study this. But you know, the first place that they spied out, does anybody remember the city? It was Hebrew. Hebron was where Abraham and Sarah was buried. Isaac and Rebekah. Jacob and Leah. Rachel was buried on the road to Ephratah, Bethlehem, when she gave birth to Benjamin, the son of sorrow that became son of my right hand. Man, about the time I preached that. <laughs> in that ground. See, they had their eyes on what was standing on the outside. But them grapes they were carrying, they didn't belong to the giants. They didn't belong to the Nephilim. They didn't belong to the sons of Anak. Come on. They were planted by Abraham. They were planted by Isaac. They were planted by Jacob. There has been some seeds that have been sown in tears right here on this property. Right here at Judah Tabernacle, there are people that are in the ground, but their prayers live on, their prophecies live on, their praise lives on. Some moms and dads, some grandmas and grandpas, they sowed. Ain't no weather report gonna stop you from reaping everything. The field is white, but the harvest, the harvest is here. Waiting for your healing, waiting for your deliverance, waiting for your victory. 
seat right now. Get out of your seat right now. If you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's here. If you need healing, it's here. If you need deliverance, it's here. If you need victory, it's here. Don't believe. If you're ready to cancel the weather report, cancel the weather man. Get out of your seat right now. Cross this room. Fill up this altar. I know the Holy Ghost told